Luke is officially out in Street Fighter V, and so we are joined this week by Dream King to analyze the game's 45th and final character. We hash out whether he's good, if he's fun, what his style seems to be, and more. And then we break down the aspect of Luke that failed to meet expectations, his story. All on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. I am John Velociraptor Guerrero, and with me sometimes, and today, is Stephen Dream King Chavez. Hey, I'm back, baby. Feels good to be back. How's it going? Yeah, it's good, man. It's good. I got my coffee. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm ready to go. So, John, we're recording mm-hmm. here on your birthday, but you know what? I want to talk about myself because that's what I do. Um, I've been playing a lot of Street Fighter V online. Shouts to the pros who are saying that uh, Street Fighter V is actually better online than it is to play on offline PS4s uh, because it's mm-hmm. actually true if you have a good enough connection. Uh, and I have a good enough connection to about 65% of the people out there. Uh, if you're wondering about the other 35%, well... I'm starting to get in really good shape, and you might wonder how that uh, is applicable to Street Fighter V. It's because I get so pissed off at the people uh, with the 35 percenters of connections that kind of suck that I'm starting to do a lot of push-ups and other crap like that. And I'm actually getting in pretty darn good shape because playing Street Fighter V and leg is frustrating as hell. <laughs> this is an infomercial if I've ever heard one. I want to see you do it, man. Just We'll have like the, what is it, that... um. The home shopping network and all of that will have you presenting, will have you with some weird Boom. figures and stuff on there. Be like, this is how I got, this is how I got fit with Street Fighter Five, y'all. Get ripped with Street Fighter Five yeah, in thirty there you games, go. you know, kind of thing, and just you know, put some torrents on in the background, do whatever and stuff like that. The frustration will make you work out. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and happy birthday, John! Happy birthday, John! <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, I'm glad you you got abs for my birthday or whatever. Yeah. The, the I happen to I have to happen to have a gift for you. I know how do you can get fit playing Street Fighter Five. Just message me. Oh we'll man, go the gift that keeps on giving. All right. <laughs> Uh, so we got our last big gift, so to speak, from, uh, well, I, I assume it's going to be our last big gift in way of DLC characters uh, from Capcom into Street Fighter V. That is Luke. And so this week, it's all about Luke. We've been exploring him. All three of us have got him, been playing with him, trying to analyze what exactly is this character? Did they do a good job with him? And I want to break him down, start to dig in. And we have a bunch of reactions here. And I know you can probably go all over the place right now. You can probably go all over YouTube and hear what people think about Luke. We're trying to focus this in a little bit and answer some specific questions. And I'm sure we'll branch out to you know general stuff and whatnot. But I want to kind of zone in here and try to answer five particular questions about Luke. And then there's going to be the three of us giving our responses, our experiences. The first thing I want to ask you guys... What do you think is Luke's style and or styles? Because he's kind of a character that's a little different than we've seen um, from anyone else on the roster. He's the 45th character, if that's right. Not cl- not counting 11. Um, mm-hmm. And so. yeah, so so I want, what is his style? Because when we first saw him, it looked like he was going to be this brawling rushdown character. I don't think he's so rushdown. But Steven, you are our guest. I will turn it to you first. How would you describe Luke's style? Sure. So with Luke, I kind of liken him to a counterpuncher. And I feel like something that we talked about earlier this week when we tried him out first was um, 
I kind of feel like Luke wants to make the opponent, like, let them hang themselves. And that's that's something that you see commonly in Street Fighter V when you have an opponent that's cornered, right? You kind of, you, you ease off a little bit, you give them a little bit of space to where if they try to jump out, you can anti-air, and you kind of just let them whiff in the wind there and you punish them for it, right? It's not mm-hmm. so much going straight into their grill kind of thing. It's like you ease off a little bit, you kind of let them make a mistake, and then you, you punish them for it. And I kind of feel like that's what Luke is, but just everywhere on screen right he's uh-huh. he kind of just stays just outside of your range and he's at a bit of a deceptive range where it's like well everything he, a lot of his normal attacks move him forward and it's like okay well you think that you're safe but you're kind of not right like he's he has to find a very particular space and he wants you there um now uh, the inclination for fighting luke is you want to stay outside of that range right so you, you try to stay further away but then he has stuff to force you to come back in in his fireballs right and it's like yeah. well if you give him too much space he can pressure you with fireballs with his his uh, flash knuckle or is it the flash knuckle that's the projectile or is that his up- no that's sandblaster, sandblaster. Uh, yeah. better called pocket sand yeah pocket sand yes yeah. so you, you can use that to, to force the opponent to come back in or he can just start powering up with v skill and so it's like well you don't want to give him too much space but you you want to give him space because you don't want to be in that terrible position, right? And that's kind of the way that I see this character. He wants to hang outside of range and kind of let you make mistakes. And and when you do, he could hit you hard for it too. Which is mm-hmm. he's he's got some tools, man, and he's he's got an interesting play style for sure. It's like he comes at it in a uh, both on the ground and well, I guess both in the footsies zone and as, as I'm sorry I shouldn't say zone both in footsies and in the zoning arena it's like he can do sort of both of those yeah. things but in both of them the idea is the same he wants to goad you into making a misstep he's usually not the first one that wants to he doesn't want to initiate the, the attack all the time he wants you to get into a space uh, that you're not comfortable in open up yourself whether that be with a whiffed normal that he can then use his forward moving normals to get you in whiff punish or to goad you into jumping when you shouldn't jump and then he anti-airs you right but uh john what do you feel about luke's style yeah how would you describe it i wanted to add just uh, i agree with what you guys are saying there in that um uh, i think that luke is not the person to attack up close um because his up close stuff like it's all about opening you up but from a distance when he's about mid-range or further out he actually has extremely good zoning tools surprisingly good zoning tools his fireball is really good his anti-airs are really strong they are they are meant to knock people out of the air. Uh, his DP in particular um, is, is just phenomenal. So um, and then actually, I think the combination of his walk speed plus his normals that that um, move him forward make him actually very maneuverable. He's got really nice mobility. I would actually compare him in a way to Bison, where his walk speed is definitely better than Bison's, but his move set is so good he has no trouble moving around the screen and being where he wants to be. Uh, but it's not easy to tap into that. But yeah, he his he's got a really nice set of moves for him. Hey y'all, if you're enjoying this video, uh, make sure you leave a like on it. Uh, if you enjoy the content we do on the channel, it, a like helps out so much. Uh, so please just punch a like button. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I am noticing that when I try to maneuver him, which is a huge part of, well, any character's game, but, but especially him, if he needs to be at the right place to to manipulate your opponent, and then part of it is just his presence. The fact that his normals, so many of them move him forward, and I usually use just like something like a standing jab to try to get people to move when I don't want to really commit to anything. You can't do that with Luke, because one, his standing jab is, is going to move him forward, makes him very whiff punishable, and is, I think, minus four or five. Well, I think minus four. four. 
Yeah. Four on block, yeah. so it's punishable. So you really can't do it with with those kinds of moves. But he has other moves, you know, just use his kick moves or something like that to uh, to mess with people without actually committing too much. But um, but yeah, I I, I feel like uh, I, I agree with you guys for the most part. I I have not been super keen on his mobility, but I think if it were any better, that would be a big problem and that he would be quickly overpowered. Um, we'll talk about how strong of a character he is uh, coming up here. But yeah, I would liken him to. Uh, the big part of this is the fact that we are seeing some foreshadowing or we suppose we're seeing some foreshadowing of what Street Fighter Six's general sort of pace and flow is going to be. And if Luke is giving us a, an example of that, it's like a lot of the attention is focused directly on footsie and neutral play because he's both uh he's going to be a whiff punisher with those moves that move him forward and such but he's also very obviously whiff punishable if he pulls the trigger too early because then he's just sitting out there he's a, he's a sitting duck and that's going to naturally draw especially new players attention to the idea and the and the perks of playing footsies what it is to whiff punish and such i really like that because if that's what we're teaching newer players or or even players that have been playing for a while but haven't really focused in on that if you're giving people the foundations like that that's what we want usually out of street fighter specifically in the fighting style different from like you know the likes of smash marvel mortal Kombat. it's like this calculated chess like footsies match um and, and if this is something that we're going to see in street fighter 6 i think that looks good there's a lot that could go wrong but as a starting block i like it so yeah luke his style i think it's not really rush down it's more of like a mid-range zoning and footsie but like a, a something of an i i dare say a reserved footsie but I, i'm also hesitant on that because i've seen some people playing him very not reserved and still getting some results but uh there's that anything else you guys want to say about his style before we move on yeah, it's it's weird because I feel like with Luke, like he's he's definitely meant to be a glimpse into the future of whatever the next you know quote unquote Street Fighter project is. Obviously, we we expect it to be Street Fighter Six, um, but it's weird like playing him compared to playing the rest of the cast. Like it feels like his tools, like he's just he's slightly different than everybody else. Like it's just it's it's weird the adjustment you have to make to wrap your head around how to play him. Like it just feels different than any character that I've played in Street Fighter V so far, and I've I've run the gamut of playing a lot of different characters in this game with different styles and and you know difficulty levels and all of that. But mm -hmm. like there's just something it's weird. Like you make these weird adjustments for him that are very unique to him, and I, and I do think that that there's something there. I don't know what. Can you that give us an yet. example of what maybe one of those adjustments might be? I think it's mainly like um, like in his neutral and stuff, right? Like, again, we talk about the normals that have to move forward, right? Like, the way that you approach that feels different than everybody else. And, and other characters have normals that move you forward, sure. But, like, the fact that it's such a big part of his core neutral game. He, like he's I, big to round that, that aspect yes. of it. Like, you can't play him without factoring that in heavily. Like, you mm -hmm. have to factor those in. Uh, like, Gil is infamous for his crouching medium punch moves him really far forward. Uh, and Laura's standing medium kick used to be like one of those moves and idom was even mm -hmm. spamming that in tournament and getting really far with it um those moves are more shenanigan kind of like you know they're mm -hmm. part of the, the character's game plan but they're not a huge part of it luke these moves are a huge part of it you can't get by without mm -hmm. knowing how to use these moves and use them really well right and you maybe have they, to go ahead well i was gonna say maybe it sounds like maybe what you're getting at is that with these particular attacks, they're not so different than a couple of the examples we've seen before, but those previous examples, those attacks weren't necessarily balanced out right, and that like maybe they moved forward and they were quick, but they didn't have the punishability or something along those lines, and so Luke has both the 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 power or the the, 
the the positives of these attacks, but they also come with the balancing risk. And then that that creates an actual like dynamic part of the game that you can manipulate whether you're playing as Luke or as the opponent. And it's not just some one-sided OP thing that you mindlessly push over and over because it's good. You know? Yeah, well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that the others weren't necessarily balanced or anything like that. I don't really think that's the case. I think it's more just like you have to slightly alter your game plan in your brain because all of the core tools for Luke are that. So, like, even with, you know, we go back to the mm. character like Gil, where, like, crouching medium punch is definitely a main poking tool. It's usually more of a whiff punisher, if anything, from, from neutral, right? But, like, he has moves like standing heavy punch or standing medium punch that are stationary, that are used for whiff punishing. So you use those as main tools as well. And you know that, okay, when I use crouching medium punch... That's a forward moving normal. I kind of I have to account for that, but I don't always have to account for that. With Luke, it's like all of his main tools, short of like standing light kick and crouching medium kick, which are things in neutral, but aren't the biggest thing in neutral, right? Like his main buttons are like standing heavy punch, forward heavy punch, standing medium punch, like all of that stuff, even jab. All of that is so heavily baked into what he does that you always have to account for that extra space. And like, you don't, I don't feel like you have to do that with any other characters, like not to that extent. And it, it's enough to where you have to shift the mentality. You have to shift the game plan in your head because if you try to play him like other characters, you're going to get punished all the time. Okay. Um, all right. I want to jump onto our second topic here that I want to talk about is the, uh, his V system, his V system. We've been hearing about quite a bit. It's very different uh, in certain crucial ways than everybody else's. Um, so we can talk a little bit about that. and But then also, what combination of V-Skill and V-Trigger have you guys been using? Uh, does he have a ridiculously broken V-Trigger or and or V-System? Anything, any, any parts about it that are standing out? Because that's been an issue in, for a lot of characters in Street Fighter, especially when they first come out. Uh, I should say Street Fighter V. Uh, what are you guys seeing with his, uh, his V-System? And I'll turn this one over to John. Um, I'm using V skill one and V V trigger uh, one, uh, and uh, that's his uh, um, fireball and then Popeye arms. Um, All right, <laughs> um, uh, uh, setup and stuff. Um, or actually, no, V V trigger two is his uh, Popeye arm setup. I should say. Um, V trigger one. Well, V skill one gives him the the, the, him the, the Popeye, Popeye there you arms. Go. There you go. Yeah. V trigger two enhances the flash knuckle, which also V skill one uh, enhances too. So it, it can yeah, get confusing, but yeah, you really use V skill one to, and V trigger one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, right. um, his, his fireballs are actually really good in V trigger one. They, they combo fully from a crouching medium kick at a lot of scenarios, not every scenario, but a lot of them. And just being able to push the opponent back and being like, Hey, now I've got a normal, you know, fireball and uppercut thing to, for you to deal with. It's nice. Um, you know, I mainly zone with Rose. So being able to zone with Luke is like, Oh, this is, this is legit. Like you can zone in this game. Like I, I can't believe it. So I'm pretty happy with him, uh, with overall with that combination. Um, but I do think that in the long run, V trigger two, when people get down the execution for it, that that is the the other Popeye Arms one. Um, he's going to be really damn good. Uh, I, I I think that's going to be kind of the best way to go because it's just it's so much higher damage, but the combos are really tricky because you've got to cancel two of his flash knuckles into each other or three or four, uh, depending on how many juggles and other stuff you're doing. There's a lot there. Mm -hmm. so so yeah i've been doing the same v skill one and v trigger one it seems to be not only the most um intuitive of the and easy to use of the uh of the triggers and or, and the skills for that matter but also i gotta say v skill two right now it just it doesn't look i, I see the idea behind it it's kind of cool but to give up popeye arms and to get that mm -hmm. where 
uh, one, he doesn't necessarily want to be next to you all that often. And this is, of course, the um, the, th the counter, the throw counter. Uh, like you can just shimmy and get a widely the same effect, maybe even more damage. So right now it's early, but I do not see any potential in V-Skill 2, especially compared to what you'd be giving up for V-Skill 1. Uh, but Steven, what are, you, what are you playing and what do you think of his V-System so far? Yeah, I was originally playing V-Skill 1 and V-Trigger 2, uh, and then I found with V-Trigger 2 there were some pretty big shortcomings because once you activate that V-Trigger, um, it's hard to make it safe. So, like, you can't, like, you're, you need to use that for confirms because, like, he can cancel the Flash Knuckles into each other, and so your instinct is like, oh, well, I try to go for a confirm, I do maybe medium punch Flash Knuckle and then cancel into the heavy one because the heavy one is safe, right? But people quickly catch on to that and just interrupt you in between it. So you don't really have, like, you don't get the safe pressure that you would expect to get from canceling those things like that. Like, say, for example, like a G canceling Rush Punch into Fireball, right? Like, you don't, you don't get that same concept there. It doesn't play out that way. Um, I do think that in terms of the damage and stuff, V-Trigger 2 is really good, and, and we might end up seeing that be a thing down the road. But right now, I've, I've shifted back to V-Trigger 1, and I, I actually really think that um, that V-Trigger is, is damn good. Um, it just, you get It'll, a... Mm, go ahead. Yeah, it allows him to go into an even better zoning kind of game and and he can get to v trigger and then totally change things up mm -hmm. head to the other side of the screen from his opponent and now they have to get through this minefield where he can just throw regular fireballs all day and his v trigger is not going down mm -hmm. it only goes down if he uses the heavy punch plus heavy kick v trigger uh, fireball yep. or if he gets hit so now all of a sudden this opponent's been playing this sort of mid-range game for this whole time now they've got to get all the way across the screen and what I noticed in our mirror matches, Stephen, is mm -hmm. that when and we would often go down to both of us being in this state and yep. being on the other sides of the screen mm -hmm. from each other. I think we'll see that a lot if, if uh, Luke is as prominent as he looks like he might be. Mm -hmm. um, but if you jump and Luke has this V-Trigger, he can anti-air you with it. In fact, he can anti-air you with a um, with an EX Fireball and go into his hardest-hitting yes. version of V-Trigger 1, and that's lopping off. I didn't look at the exact damage, but it's got to be like some 300 damage uh, just because you got because you got impatient and jumped yes. at any place on the screen, like from full screen away. So it's really powerful, and like I said, it doesn't go down until he uses it or you close that gap and mm -hmm. hit him for it, which means he's got this entire other version of play that he can unlock and i'm sure in certain matchups probably ones that he doesn't have the best time in that will be a huge difference maker um against certain characters and in certain matchups like i say so um i'm really liking that and it like i said it feels more intuitive it's like kind of that basic fireball uppercut with a little mm -hmm. bit more um you know pizzazz to it but it's a very basic street fighter concept uh, i've really enjoyed playing the combination of v skill one v trigger one and uh yeah that's where i've been mm -hmm. for sure yeah, it's it's also just like a damn near instant full screen punish and a full screen check. And it's like mm. it was it was so funny because like I kinda look at that V trigger similar to Gil's Ice Tree, and that's how I wanted to use Ice Tree. But Ice Tree sucks, so it doesn't work that way. But when you go to Luke and like so something like standing medium kick, which is one of his best like pokes that's actually stationary, right? Like one that's a good check in neutral. Um, that can be canceled into the, the V-Trigger 1, you know, the, the multi-hitting fireball. And that's a great check. That's a great confirm. Like, and it's, I believe it's a true block string. So it's like, 
that's how I wanted to use iStream. iStream is so slow that you try to do that and you just get interrupted. And it's like, well, the startup of it is so fast. Like you're doing regular fireballs and then you hit that, that V trigger fireball and it's so much quicker. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's a whole other thing and you can mm-hmm. really uh, steal hits with it. Um, do we feel like it's, it's OP at all? I don't think not it's OP. Not Zon- at all. Zoning in this game, you, you have to have, um, okay, so let, let me let me clarify on this because um, I, I played uh, the most zoning characters here among our staff. Um, if your zoning is not OP in this game, if you put this level of zoning in Street Fighter 4, it would be overpowered, like ridiculously overpowered. But if your zoning isn't super strong in this game, it just falls apart because that's Street Fighter 5. It's so hard to zone in this game. So I, I think if Luke didn't have this, like his zoning would be close to worthless because even then, even with zoning being this good, I'm still seeing a lot of people playing Luke much more up in your face and not even doing a zoning at all. Um, there are some people doing both, um, but some people are just like, nah, his his up, up close stuff is really where he's got the most juice at and so that's what i'm going to do hmm. right on yeah i don't think it's uh super overpowered it's fun uh which actually i was i'm pretty excited to get into our next point here and the way i set that up it's, it's probably a good point for a uh an ad too um either way uh, i want to talk about the next thing is how fun and satisfying is luke to play and uh steven i'll ask you this i'm having fun with this character um, I feel like he has a lot to learn, um, but I also don't feel like he's the most technical or anything like that. I, I do find myself playing this character and forgetting that there are tools there that he has. Like, I'm like, oh, I forgot. Like, I need to use V-Skill right now, right? Like, I, you, you, these, there's so much there that you have to kind of remind yourself. Because it's a, you know, he's a new character. You're still getting, building the muscle memory and all that, right? He's got um, a lot of gears, too. Are you, are you zoning? Are you trying to yeah. play that mid-range footsie battle? Are you going all the way to the other side of the screen? There's a lot you could be doing. So. Yes, exactly. And, and I am having fun with him right now. I do think that... Um, Trying to figure out kind of how exactly to maneuver him and all of that is 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 pretty satisfying, um, and his combos and things are are fun to do, and they're they're unique, right? Like you have the the flash knuckles where you have to charge them and stuff, and you you hold the button down for a certain amount of time, like, and you can do that while you can't like the the cancel that's still blowing my mind is like crouching heavy punch into the medium uh, flash knuckle, which is like a longer charge than you would expect to be able to do, right? In order to get mm-hmm. the wall bounce, like that works, it totally works. You wouldn't expect that to work, but it does. And that timing is different than the light punch one that you cancel for mediums and all that, right? But I think that it's satisfying. The juggles and stuff are cool. Um, his playstyle and everything, honestly, I, I'm a fan of it. The, the one thing I'm probably not a fan of is just how the character looks. I don't really like his design very much. But I think they and his jumping a, animation, and his jumping, jumping oh, animation in the whole game. His jumping animation is atrocious, man. It is so bad. It's I, I was like, I can't. It just looks so weird. It's so janky. It's 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 the embodiment of all of Sakura in this game, right? Like it's exactly what it is. Like it's oh, man, horrible. shots fired. Shots fired. Yep. Yeah, I'm going there, man. I'm Capcom wants there. to say white guys can't jump, but man, uh, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, but I mean, again, uh, John. I, yeah. Oh, good. No, I was gonna say I, I'm I'm having fun with the character. I think he's cool. Yeah, yeah, John, um, has he been satisfying? Any any particular moves or sequences where you're like, oh, I just I want to play another round just so the at the potential that I could do that again. Uh, I I just have to warn people first off that he is a very fun character. Once you learn his core stuff, when you when you pl- first play him, you're like, what the hell is this? Because he's so different. He's such a big departure. And mm. if you don't put in a good amount of time with them, he's not going to be that fun. Uh, and and that's kind of where I got to after a certain point where I'm like, hey, I still have Rose to play. Uh, I'm playing him, but like I'm going to kind of go back to this other very technical character. Um, 
So if you're getting frustrated with Luke, make sure you study CFN footage and do other things like that. But I, I think he's a fun uh, character, not only to play, but to watch. Um, but he does fall on the little bit of like kind of samey type of stuff um, after you've seen him, you know, so many times. I don't think his moveset's like really diverse. Uh, I think he's got a handful of moves and it's all about how you apply them. So if you enjoy that, I think you'll enjoy watching Luke. Um, but if you get a little frustrated by more, you know, straightforward characters, like Luke might be a little bit of a, um, not filling, you know, the gap for you. So, yeah, I've been watching, like, I remember seeing Nemo play him, uh, like, like kind of testing him for the first time, taking him into ranked. And so I'm sure he played with the training for a little while, but he was just, he couldn't help but be laughing and having a wonderful time, um, you know, bouncing characters off of the walls into a DP that's very satisfying. The way Luke winds up and such is uh, very satisfying in terms of when you land one of those heavy thwack hits, you know, mm -hmm. and then playing with that V skill or the, I'm sorry, the V trigger is a lot of fun too. Um, like I said, it, when you get an anti-air and you see it and you're like, oh, here it comes and you throw that EX and then the enhanced version um, and, he, and, and we were, we knew that this move was going to be fun to do when we saw the trailer like three months ago with like everyone's like sand pocket sand looks amazing and it <laughs> sure is uh so yeah he he does seem to be a pretty fun character uh, i i'm seems to be i've been having a decent amount of fun with him not so much that i'm i'm really considering making him my main but i'll still continue to play around with him for a while and, and i have been having fun just powering up the popeye arms and then going into safe flash knuckle stuff to see if it just works is a lot of just throw it at the screen and i think people are going to uh figure out how to deal with that after a while but right now it's working and man sometimes you just catch him trying to jump back and stuff and it sucks for them but it's fun for me so i've been yeah. having a good time with him too one of the things you're going to want to look out for right away with luke and to do right away is uh raw heavy flame knuckle or flame knuckle uh, uh, uh flash knuckle um uh it's i'm seeing like punko go and get into that range where he can do it and it's like okay if you throw the normal one is negative two but if you throw the charged one it's plus two and that split second of difference, getting people to just, you know, shift and stuff like that. It reminds me of Abigail's V-Trigger 1, the punch one, where yep. you could charge it up a little bit or you could charge it up not. And depending on what they did, you could blow them up hardcore for it. That's what Punko's doing a lot in neutral, and it is very, very effective. It is that hard Nemo to deal with. match, he was just powering up Popeye arms and then getting in range to do Fierce Punch, canceling Fierce Punch into either charged or not charged version of Flash Knuckle and getting so much more mileage against you know super diamond up to like ultimate grandmaster players i started doing that and i was beating one of our best players in in arizona here i got matched up in a casual um because i haven't had the balls to go in with ranked yet but uh and and doing just fine he's a grandmaster player should be wiping the floor with me but uh, i mean the newness of the character he's going to get away with a lot of stuff because people don't know how to stop it that said that was very fun of just like it very much felt like i could throw whatever i wanted at him and it was it would work more often than it wouldn't mm. But it is very counterable. You just got to know what's up. Yeah. You, you should be able to neutral jump it or other stuff, but the hitbox is really good. So if you're just slightly off on it, you're getting clipped and you're, mm -hmm. then you're, you're eating some pain. Eating the pain. Eating the pain. Uh, Eat the pain, John. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. All right, guys. So how good does he seem overall when it comes to where he might end up on the tiers? We are a few days into it, obviously. This is a hot take, but if you were to place him and predict where he's going to end up on the tier list, Steven, where would you put him? That's a hard one. Um, honestly, 
I think he has tools to definitely be viable in tournament. Um, I think it's going to be a matter of just kind of, again, people getting comfortable with him and figuring out just kind of how to really play him and unlocking, spending the time to unlock that that potential, right? Um, I think he's definitely going to be solid. Um, I don't know if he'll be high tier. I, I don't expect him to be high tier. But you're probably looking at maybe like mid to, you know, like mid-high tier, something like that. I don't know. Like you, Top 15, top 20, top 10? Probably top 20 to 25, something like that is probably where I'd put him mm. because I, I do think he's got some really good tools because, again, it's like you look at everything that he's got. He like It's just a matter of how you use it, right? Like you have to know how to use it. And, and that's been the theme with, with the, the latest DLC characters, right? It's like, look, they've got a lot of really good tools, but if you don't really know how to use them, they fall flat, right? But it's like... He's got good damage, he's got, you know, great whiff punishing, he's got solid V-triggers, he's got that unique mechanic with V-trigger where it refills, and that's going to force people to play differently. Like, I can see him being a real bastard in the tournament scene. Hmm. John, how about you? I've got him. This is a polarizing character, so I want to be really careful with the statement, um, because I think he's going to end up either really high or fairly low on the tier list, uh, not in the middle. Uh, um, his his style is just too geared towards being really good or really bad. He's got the Fong disease that we've talked about before. And right now, I have him at the top 15 range and potentially up as far as top 10. Um, mm. But he's going to take a lot for people to unlock to get him there. It's not like he's you know just this easy character to play. He's fairly darn hard and it's like okay how do you get him there um but again a top 10 top 15 i still throw the caveat he could be weak um but he has a tool for most situations and, and again if when you have that 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 tends to make you a pretty good character in this game mm -hmm. i uh i thought he would be good before he came out when i first got my hands on him i felt and we talked about this a little bit like he was uh lacking and and predictable in certain ways that uh, were going to be very exploitable here's the thing he's he's got some really good fireball uppercut zoning but you can't really get by on that alone in this game specifically the way that luke has it it's like if you get if he gets an uppercut that's fine but also he doesn't really want to rush you down all that much because he he can get some play in your face uh and and like take an advantage an advantageous moment but if that doesn't go well for him then he's minus and he's losing his turn pretty quickly it is street fighter 5 and you're you know only minus if you're a you know what but <laughs> i i got to say that that's not something that i think he can he can last on um at the same time or I don't think he can he can win long term just resorting to zoning. Um, at the same time, his neutral is pretty good, but at the same time, it feels somewhat predictable. And I bet in certain matches, he's going to have a really hard time with that. So, uh, but he can also hit very hard there. Um, I'd say both of those things are like kind of medium, medium high tier in and of themselves. The big question is, can he pair them together in such a way that they make they make each other that much sharper? They might because of the options and because the opponent's just not going to be ready for all these different gears that he can go into, that might be the secret that takes him and puts him into higher tier. And with what I've been seeing with a lot of the pros, people are able to win with this character very, very quickly. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but the Italian player that likes to take care of new characters and try to get them into diamond as fast as possible, as I understand it, he did it with this character without losing. Now, uh, that's I, I'm seeing a lot of players uh, like, you know, the Japanese and then the Korean players and such, the pros take this character and just start. It looks like they're messing people up in a way that uh, I don't tend to see them do with other new characters. I feel like Luke is um, very alluring and very powerful, even at an early um, state. And then I got to wonder 
well, is it, are people going to figure him out and he'll become less effective? Or is it going to be the opposite where as people, uh, you know, figure out how to basically balance his, as I would say, two main gears, that actually makes him super scary. Um, I think that he might actually be a top, I'm going to say top 15 character. And with the potential of top 10, I guess I'm more on, on the We're side of where John's at right now. We agreed a bunch of just a little ways back. What the hell is wrong with you, John? We're not supposed to agree on this show. Oh, Happy right, birthday, sorry. John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then finally, is Luke a good DLC addition to the game? Uh, another way of saying that is, is he a reason or a significant contributing factor to why someone would want to buy Street Fighter V? I'll turn that to John. It's uh, the big thing about him is, is I think he actually offers a solid preview of the gameplay we're going to see in Street Fighter Six, and for that, his importance to the franchise going forward, I, I think he's a good buy. Like he's he's a character that if like, like you're really into Street Fighter, I don't see how you don't have this character because he's kind of like he's not like an Alex where it's like ah maybe I can take him or leave him or you know some of the other characters that have come out. He's like I think he's going to be very important not only to this game but the future of Street Fighter, and it's like yeah this is this is a character, and I also you know you and I just said he's probably top 10 top 15 right now in our heads um the community likes strong dlc characters and i think luke fits that category it's like how uh, why would you not get this character so i i feel like he's a pretty strong addition to the game i'm very happy with him overall um despite you know some of the warts he has maybe on his face or whatever or his hair uh, i'm not sure exactly but uh because uh, i actually like his design I don't, I don't love it but i like it um because uh you know uh, mma has been missing for uh, from street fighter for basically for forever and mma is like super popular so it's like it's nice to have an mma looking fighter in the game um so so there it is mm -hmm. how about you steven I think it depends on what we're looking at here. So, like, if you're if you're a serious Street Fighter V player, I don't see a scenario where you don't have this character. Just mainly, honestly, the main selling point for him is just the glimpse at Street Fighter VI, right? Like, as a pro or a serious player, you would want to get a taste of what the next game is going to be like. You definitely want to spend some time with Luke. Uh, and I think that, as we said before, like if you're willing to spend some time with him and learn and, and kind of get familiar with how he plays and get comfortable you have a worthwhile DLC character. From a casual standpoint, I think this character's probably not really worth it. Um, for me, I mean, thinking about where you're at this late in the game, right? Like, I, I don't see this character as like, oh, I need to buy Street Fighter V Champion Edition now because Luke's there. Like, as a casual, you know, purchaser, right? A, a casual consumer. And then if you go back to his design, it's not all that flashy or anything. He looks very, in my opinion, he's really generic looking. You've got a, a play style that's kind of weird to learn up front, and you're going to probably try to play him and, you know, fall on your ass a bunch because you're just like, I, I don't know, I don't understand what this character's doing. I feel like he's definitely more catered to a serious player, and if you're a casual fan, it's like, if you're looking at buying that character, it's kind of like, just wait for Street Fighter Six, man. You, you don't really mm. have too much. There's not that much drawing in as a casual consumer. I, um... I see what you're saying there, especially with uh, the visual design has not been my favorite thing either, but it's also not a, an egregious sin, especially not for me. Um, but I do think that he's ultimately a very good, he's a big win for Capcom. I think that he's a uh, he's an enticing character, whether I'm a competitive or a casual, I would say I would want to test him out because he looks fun to play, and indeed he is. Um, I do think that you can get, uh, you guys have both mentioned that he is not, 
easy to play like right out of the gate in some capacity. And I agree with you. I, there was a moment, um, I guess a few moments where I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this character, mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I watched that one Nemo uh, footage though, where he basically boiled everything down to, I'm just going to use fierce punch when I'm in range into that um, flash knuckle because it's safe. And in a lot of the times it's going to hit anyway. And just having that and then forcing my opponents to, to dance around that opened up so many other parts of the gameplay. I was able to win pretty quickly with him in matches that like i said i should not be winning with him and i've seen a lot of players have a lot of quick success with him now these are players that know how to play the game already and so maybe they're they're able to unlock things that a casual player might not be able to but i do think that he is he's not a free win by any means but i think he can he's fun to to play and i think he can get some early wins um pretty quickly uh so i think he's very very good save for one major major fail that Capcom, uh, that I, I, I have to, I have to give credit where it's due, and I also have to call out failures where I see them. But that's actually the next thing I want to talk about. So you're gonna have to wait for the next video to talk about that. Oh. Uh, so the other big thing about Luke that we haven't talked about yet uh, on the podcast is the whole other component. We've talked about gameplay and his presence generally in the, uh, you know, in the, in the street fighter five experience but we haven't talked about his story and his contributions to the overall story which is something that is not normally the most important part of a new character but because of the context we're in right now where capcom has been drawing our attention specifically to the street fighter five and bigger universe street fighter story um, they've talked about how we're going to go back in time it seems like and rose is facing this massive problem that she can't deal with it in the present and it's probably either g or connected to g but it's all this mystery and she's going to go back to where it sounds like Street Fighter Alpha. They have us sitting in the front of our seats like, what's going on? Then they talk about Luke as the potential protagonist and they haven't said that directly but they even showed the graphic where luke is saying hi to the other protagonists of all of the uh the uh, other street fighter entries it's pretty clear that he's playing a super prominent role he is key in the future of street fighter with all this talk about story i think a lot of us were expecting something some kind of a new trail of breadcrumbs when it comes to luke for what we can expect to see in the next street fighter entry and i gotta say guys i felt incredibly let down um, how did you feel, Stephen? I, I know that we had something. We had some words about this. Uh, tell the people how you feel. Oh, hold on! Before we get to Stephen, if everyone watching this doesn't mind, they can like leave a like below. It actually helps out the channel a ton. Leave a like for Stephen's upcoming opinion. Uh, if you don't like it, leave a like anyway because that's how we roll here. Because it helps out yeah. the channel a ton. But Stephen, while you're doing it, leave a comment about what you think about Luke's story, or if you feel like it's super lackluster and just did not deliver like I do. But and and, and like Stephen, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, Street Fighter V story is a very, very special thing. Um, there, with Luke, the way that they built this character up, as John was saying, like, I really expected this to have some kind of continuation of the story, right? Like, as we were talking about, you know, Rose has this this crazy threat that's coming. She, she feels this threat. She knows it's there. We don't really know what it is. It could be G. It's probably Bison, but it's like... There's, we thought we were going to get something substantial here, and Capcom has has dropped several quotes that that made us think that as well. Like the the, the gravity of what this character is supposed to be, he's clearly very important to Street Fighter as a whole, right? And this is the final character of the game. This is where you close out. Like here, okay, this is where the story closes. 
here or here's the cliffhanger for Street Fighter Six, right? Like that's exactly what, that's right? what I wanted. It's something of needed. like, oh, here comes something for SF Six, and it's probably a bigger question than we started with, but at least it's something to chew on while we wait for that. But go ahead, one hundred percent, and that's what they should have done. That's what it seemed like they were gonna do. And instead, hey, in, in Steven, I, I just have to throw this out there because like people are like, well, what do you expect him to do? Like Justin Adaptive Trigger had a great suggestion. He's like, OK, when, when Luke's dad dies, have like a silhouette of G or Q. I said or that. Something. That was my idea. Yeah. Oh, that was your idea. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? I'm attributing it to Justin anyway. Screw you, man. It's his that idea. That was great now, when but... Justin said that. It was oh, so profound. He deserves a raise. Yeah, J- Justin's doing a great job on this podcast right now. It's amazing. <laughs> but, you know, so if that was your idea, go to library. No, yeah, and there you go. Again, you, you talk about Luke's story and like it's it's the most cookie cutter, bland, basic military soldier story you can get. Like we've seen that story in every war movie that comes out, right? Like about the soldier and all that stuff. It's like literally his spoiler alert, his Luke's when he was a kid, his father was a, a military man and and saved people at a mall from a from a bomb that was placed there right his dad isn't anybody significant as far as we know his name is like robert or something right he's just that was my dad kof yeah he 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 saved everybody he was a hero and now i want to be a hero and make him proud so luke joins the military and meets guile and byron taylor and then he's like well now that i'm an adult and i learned how to fight uh, i don't want to be in the military anymore i just want to go off and and fight and beat every opponent that I can to, I guess, be as good of a man as my dad is. I just want to fight everybody. There's no, there's no threat or anything. I just want to fight and be, make my dad proud. And it's like, well, what? Like, well, I don't, I don't understand. Like, and that's what I was saying about like, you want to do some kind of cliffhanger. You want to leave some kind of breadcrumbs. You have the person or whoever planted that bomb. You have like one still in the story mode where there's a silhouette standing over his dad's dead body, right? And it's like, oh, well, now I need, I have a focus. I want to fight. I need to become a better fighter to avenge my father and fight whatever that was. And there you go. There's your boss of Street Fighter Six, or there's your your main pawn in the, in the, the story of Street Fighter Six, right? Like a big villain. And but they didn't mm-hmm. do that. It's literally just my father was a was a soldier. He he it's... died. And it's isolated. It's all self-contained as far as we mm-hmm. can tell. And a lot of these little threads that could be something that connect, like you're saying, to the bigger story, it's like whether they do or don't, it doesn't matter right now. Like maybe later on in Street Fighter Six or whatever, they show like, oh, and it, this is how it connects in the whole IED bomb terrorist thing connects to Sin or whatever it is. But right now is when you need to give something that shows people that there's that connection there. And they did none of that. They talked about story so much mm-hmm. and they did they, they did fill Luke's story out with details. And in fact, if you go and you read like the, there was a piece on, I think, a Capcom Unity or PS blog where Nakayama talks about the inspirations for the other uh, uh, costumes. It's like Luke loves basketball and he steps on the backs of his shoes too much. And like all of these little quirky things about the character, they've really thought about it. And they say, we're excited to talk about the character's story more. Here's a little bit of a glimpse. And they gave us a glimpse before he came out, how he connects. One of the things they said, his relationship with other Street Fighter V characters will become clearer once he's released. Guess what happened there? He talks to Guile a little bit. Guile says, do you want to fight me or will you fight me? They fight. Then, uh, Luke says, I don't really want to do this military thing anymore. And Guile says, 
hey man, you got to do what you got to do. And that's <laughs> it. There's nothing more to it. Now, Dude. if you beat the arcade mode, Luke is, it's past, it's post that time and Luke's no longer in the military and he's just kicking people's asses and, and he just beats up Dan and he's like, I got to, I'm going to avenge my father by fighting, which is a very Street Fighter thing to do. Dude, um, and that, then Guile shows up. That you, really quickly, that quote that you brought up is the one that pissed me off so much because that has such a heavy, a heavy implication of like, we're going to find out what Luke has to do with the, the grand scheme of things with these other characters this time travel right, thing exactly. that they're setting up and it's literally like you you learn that he just interacts with guile and byron taylor like that's literally it he doesn't do anything else he's just like oh i talked to guile great we found out what luke's relationship is with other characters in the game it is such the bare minimum of yeah. fulfilling I, I, that I will, quote i will throw it in there that, that i mostly agree with this but I, I will say that you know guile's a huge character in the street fighter lore and the fact that he takes a big interest in luke and they're probably going to team up like, you know, how, you know, maybe Nash is officially gone now because his body is, you know, whatever. Um, and like Luke kind of takes the place of Nash. And so Guile takes, you know, Nash under his wing like Nash took Guile under his wing, you know, kind of thing. And uh, I, I think that they're kind of setting they're setting that up. But of course, you know, this is like really reading between the lines because it's a lot of maybes, ifs and other stuff. Um, you yeah. know where that would have been great, John? In Luke's story mode. That would have been I know. fantastic. I, well, I mean, well, well, okay, so that is in there to some degree because Luke is like, hey, I want to quit the military, and Guile's like, do it this way. He's like, handle it this way, go about your business this way. He is establishing himself as a father figure, um, you know, for Luke, basically, you know, taking over where, you know, his dad would have probably been. Uh, so that is Im that is shown, but it's not done well. Yeah, and, and again, this is not something that I would normally be all that upset about. No one's really watching Street Fighter or playing Street Fighter for the story, at least they haven't previously. But again, we've been hearing so much enthusiasm and been ushered, our, our attention has been ushered towards the story and towards the evolution they're talking about the future of the franchise this cool new like direction that they're going to go in how they're trying to level things up and kind of catch up to mortal Kombat and other fighting games that have been really investing time into their stories and whatnot and then you have uh, also i should i should say it's not officially been stated but the word on the street and what's generally accepted is that street fighter 5 season 5 was not supposed to happen but then because of delays for sf6 where they would have been working on sf6 they decided they needed to do another season of SF5. Well, what do you do if you're probably using a lot of the same assets and whatnot? Well, make this a connection into or, or um, a more uh, effective transition into your next title. And that's what they sounded like they were setting well, up to do. And well, I feel like they did they, that with Rose's story and exactly. stuff. Exactly. That's what they've been doing with the other DLC characters in season five, which is why this is such a like, this is a mind blowing moment where it's like, this is the final character. This is a character that's going to literally be in the next game. You're, you're, you're building this character up to be the protagonist of the next game. He is the future. They're calling him the future of Street Fighter. And then mm -hmm. you have his story, and it's a super self-contained thing that has nothing to do with other stories that were, you know, the, the the grander story that's been being told with the other DLC characters, like, for the most part, right? Like, other than, I think, Akira, everybody else, like, Rose and Oro had some very pivotal moments that, that contributed to the grand scheme of things, right? And, and that's what we wanted to know about. That's what we thought Luke was going to be. So they've already started doing that with these other characters. They're bridging the gap between Street Fighter V and Street Fighter VI. And, and even if that was the case where, like, you know, Season 5 wasn't supposed to happen, clearly they made a conscious decision to bridge that gap with the story. They've, they've made a conscious effort to write this story. And then you have Luke, who's supposed to be that final, here's the cliffhanger, here is the final thing, the, the final, you know, connector between these two games. And then they're just like, mm -hmm. oh, well, his dad was some nameless guy. 
you know, he was a, he was a soldier, and you know, now Luke wants to be a soldier too, and then and then until the, until he does it. There's one part of a story that we haven't mentioned yet, though, and that is at the end of his arcade ending when he's beaten everyone up. He beats up Dan specifically in the little comic. Uh, Guile shows back up. And he confronts Luke once again, and you go like, "Okay, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is the after the credit sequence when, like, you know, Nick Fury shows up, and he's like, we're gonna do a whole Avengers franchise." Mm -hmm. And Guile says, "Luke, you put the wrong date on your paperwork. That needs to be corrected." And Luke goes, "Oh, my bad." And that's it. And that's the start of Street Fighter Six's story, guys. Correcting the paperwork. That's how we're gonna start the game. Yeah, it, it, John, did you have any reactions like, again, to all this? My, my biggest issue with this is is for them to fix this is not that hard. And that's really the biggest issue here is like, look, this is not that hard to leave enough breadcrumbs here to get people interested and hyped about the game. And it's really disappointing. It, it, it's it's back to Capcom's old, like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the thing that they say to do is like uh, under promise and over deliver. Capcom has that backwards. They over promise and they under deliver, especially when it comes to the plot. It's just disappointing too often. Uh, and we talk about Rose and Oro story modes as being like this incredible thing. They're they're good for Street Fighter Five. That's yeah. it, and that's is grading on as big of a curve as it gets. So. All right, well, Luke, pretty awesome in most ways, but man, they really set us up for that story, and then they left us with some uh, some blue feelings. That's what as I'll say as uh, Hercules once said, disappointed. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm just I'm just gonna go on the record and bet that Bison was probably behind killing Luke's dad. So. That's, I mean, a that's bold, pro- a bold prediction. Yes, that's yeah. a wild prediction, right? I mean, my, my goodness, I just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gambler. Stephen, have we ever heard of Bison killing someone else's dad? Because I don't know if that's a thing <laughs> so, or not. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, I would like it if Bison was his dad and said, "Luke, I am your father." Then that would be great. Whoa, why have we not made that joke a thousand times yet? That would have been good. But uh, you know, hey, yeah. Capcom, if you want to hire me to write story for Street Fighter Six, my my DMs are open. <laughs> I think Disney might be contacting you soon, if not. So, boom. <laughs> yeah, Disney, my DMs are not open. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That's going to wrap us up for this week at the Phantoms Podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. 